many of you know that we have a mission organization called His Heart Missions. And um, it was started about whew, 11 years ago, I guess. And for the first eight years, basically, it was just Kathy and I serving the Lord uh, as missionaries in South America. But over the last three or four years, that has begun to change. And um, we're moving into a new era. Someone walked up to me a little while ago and says, General, there's a bunch of fresh troops here today. Well, um, one of the things that we believe is the gospel should go out to all nations. And that we have the privilege of being invited to participate in that endeavor. Isaiah 49, verse 6 says, Indeed, he says, Is it too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel? I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Now, I realize that that scripture primarily applies to the ministry of Jesus Christ. But if we are the body of Christ, then we have a part to play in that also. And rightfully, that can speak to us as individuals to participate in that uh, wonderful thing. Well, this summer, we had taken a uh, trip to Zimbabwe to um, participate in a conference and to get some building projects for churches in the rural areas of Zimbabwe going. And while we were there, the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said within a very short period of time, his heart missions will be on five continents. At that time, we were ministering here in the United States and North America and several cities in South America, and I was in Africa. So we had three going, but I didn't, I'd never been to Europe and I'd never been to Asia. Uh, well, I just got back from Poland, which happens to be in Europe, if your geography is weak. And we were invited to help plant churches in Poland. And about two or three weeks, I believe, after we got back, I got a phone call from Christina Kasperson. And she said, would you help me go back to China as a missionary? Would you consider letting his heart missions be a covering for me as I go to China. And so we're planning a trip to China. We're planning to establish a work in China. And so within a very short period of time, we're on those five continents the Lord told me about. And, and the reason I'm sharing that is so that you will know, Christina's going to come and she's going to share with us some about what's going on with, with China, her heart for China, the trip we're planning for China. But this is something that is from God. And that's, that's the reason I shared about that, because I had, it had not entered my mind anything about how in the world are we ever going to the Orient? I don't know anybody over there. You know, and within three weeks after coming back and the Lord having spoken that, here's this invitation, uh, an open door to China through Someone that I've known all of her life, literally, you know, and um, and it is a wonder to me 
to see what the Lord is doing with that generation. How I've watched her grow up and become a woman of God who is capable to minister the Word of God. And I have a lot of confidence in her. Uh, and to me, that's better than me getting to do it by myself, you know. That is the coolest thing for me. Because He is a God to all nations and to all generations. So I'm going to ask Christina to come and share about uh, her heart for China. Because God really does have a heart for all the nations on the earth. Hey, well, you guys just joined an army, and I'm about to start to mobilize the troops. I bet, I bet when you joined, you didn't know that you might be moving out um, on a mission so fast. But first, I just want to ask a question, and you can answer if you want by raising your hand or not. I want to ask, how many people here have a passport? Raise your hand if you have one. That's great. That's great. My pastor at uh, the church I went to in Durham used to say, when you become a Christian, there's two things you need to get right away. A Bible you can understand and a passport. Because God, the, the Great Commission which Jesus gave us before he returned to the Father was go into, all, go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations. And just because you, kn you know someone's a someone else is a missionary or um, just because you're your calling is here, your family is here, doesn't exempt you from going to another country to share the gospel. You might go on a short trip, or you might be called to help in some other way, but um, I really encourage you to, even if you, know, that's not your, you don't feel like that's your calling, to go to another country. And uh, I hope you would like to go to China. Um, I, I, was, I was listening recently to the news about how in Afghanistan there's all these people that are so mad because they want to go to their pilgrimage to Mecca, but the airports are having to turn them away because the security, since the U.S. Army took over the airport in Afghanistan, the security's not good enough to let all those people go. Or they're not, so a lot of the Muslims in Afghanistan were rioting and getting mad that they couldn't go to Mecca on their pilgrimage. And in Islam, when you go to Mecca, you go... Um, you go to a city where supposedly God did something with someone a long time ago. But when you're a Christian, God's going to send you to a city somewhere in the world where he's about to do something and not with someone else. He's about to do something with you and through you. And um, God, it, it's amazing what, what I've seen God do with um, foreigners in in China. I know this girl that couldn't speak a word of Chinese. She was it was really pitiful. She would just she would go into the, the beauty parlors in China and they would ask her what she wanted in Chinese. She'd go and she would come out with some weird hairdo, her hair dyed orange and she was just a happy go lucky person. But this girl this girl was discipling English speaking Chinese college students in her in her college room. She was studying Chinese at a campus, and she was d making such an impact that she had to leave China before they permanently kicked her out because the police had caught on to her. So it doesn't matter how inept you are or just if you don't, if you don't know languages or anything like that. It doesn't matter because the Lord can use you, and he delights in using people that don't 
you, you seem like it, when you're in another c culture, even if you have talents, if you have gifts, you can't use them. You can't, I mean, you can't use them right away, usually. That's people's number one complaint when they go to, when they go to China. They can't use their gift. I know a lady, she was a, a respiratory technician, and she couldn't use what she knew because they didn't even have the equipment that was up to date in the place where she was. So, I mean, she couldn't, she couldn't use what she knew. I was an English major, and my thing that I like to do is write really poetic things, um, write songs, write... Um, write kind of deep things that are not high literature, but, you know, that are, you know, not at the Dr. Seuss level. And people, people in China, if you go to another country, nobody's going to have an appreciation for that. So, you know, God will send you someplace and he'll prune you and you won't be able to use the things that you think you're good at. And he'll, he'll use you in other ways that you never imagined. It's, it's really amazing. Um... I want to tell you a little bit about China first. So I, I wanted to have pictures tonight because um, this morning because um, I really wanted to, to trick you, to lure you to go to China by showing my beautiful pictures. But I know when I decided to go to China, it was, wasn't because I saw somebody's pictures and um, knew what what I was. I I was like, ooh, I want to go there. It was because the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I wasn't even looking at a picture of China at the time, wasn't even thinking about China. So I trust that if, if the Holy Spirit wants you to go on this trip with us this summer, which is going to be from June 11th to the 24th, um, that he's going to speak to you and he's going to tell you to go. But I'm just going to tell you a little bit about China because we have a lot of, we don't really know much about China here. We have, we, we know things from Bruce Lee movies and maybe from people that we know here. For, for example, a lot, of, a lot of people in the United States, they say, oh, those Chinese people, they're so smart. They're, they feel so intimidated by them. Because in America, a lot of the Chinese people we know are uh, PhDs, doctors. But you have to understand that in China, only 5% of people get to go to college. And a smaller percent of those get to come to America so, to, to study or to work because it's very selective the way their country their country really chooses them to come here as representatives of their country and you you know I was so surprised when I went to China to see lazy Chinese people because I didn't I, I didn't you know I thought Chinese people were, were you know very hardworking and they are there's there's lots of hardworking Chinese people but it's just like here you have hardworking people and you have people that are are lazy and you know whatever you think about China or Chinese people is, is probably not true. Um, for example, you wouldn't know that the person that Chinese people look up to most in America is Michael Jordan. Chinese people love Michael Jordan and uh, he's probably the most famous person in China that's never been there. Chinese, Chinese kids love the NBA. They go crazy for it. They um, they give themselves English names like uh, I know I know a Chinese kid's name I know a Chinese kid named Allen Iverson I know a Scottie Pippen I know a couple Jordans that are named after Michael Jordan um, and a couple of Kobe's and um, it's just a, a really interesting place and if if you learn about China in school um, like I learned about China when it was just 
mo just opening up in the like in the late 80s, but it's it's changed a lot so much in the last just in the last three years. People that when I lived in my city for two years, I could see changes. So, so how fast that the country is changing, and also the spirit is moving that quickly there. People are getting saved. It's it's really amazing. Um, uh, and Chinese people really admire America, and in the cities, they're more willing to listen to, they're very willing to listen to Americans. Just to tell you a little bit about the impact that some Americans have had, I worked with a man uh, for the past uh, two years named, I, in my letters I call him George. He's hiding now in China because he's gotten in trouble for doing what he's done. He started 80 training centers in China, 80 training centers where they, we trained the leaders for 40 million of China's Christians. And this man, he lived in America for 10 or 12 years before he went back to China, but the way he became a Christian was in 1979, um, China, it just started opening up. There were a few tourists going there, but not many, but a couple from North Carolina um, was walking on a college campus, and they gave him a Bible, and he read it, and he became a Christian, and he has just tremendously impacted that nation. And Chinese leaders will be the first to tell you that they still need Americans to come, even though Americans aren't the ones there that are reaching thousands and thousands of people. Americans are still needed in the cities because when you hear about the revival in, in China, you're hearing about what's mostly happening in the countryside. Um, the Chinese city people, they look down on the country people, and they've really a lot of times won't listen to what they have to say. They think they're uneducated, but they, they're more likely to listen to Americans. And um, I know a man, he's the leader of 10 million in China. Um, I know him personally just because I've taught, I taught his son English, and I know a lot of the leaders. And um, they, they talk to me because they really respect teachers in, in China. So, um, but... He, he wanted his son to, um, to um, become a Christian, but his son was rebellious, and he's the leader of 10 million people in China, and his son was very rebellious. He was 17, gambling, drinking, and, um, and an, an American came and led a Bible study there. A, a Chinese-American a, a Chinese came, and um, the, this guy gave his life to Christ. So, you know, God, that's the way God works. He sends people to other places, and he does stuff that, you know, you're needed in other countries. It's just the long and short of what I'm trying to say. And <laughs> so we're going, and we're going to a city of 10 million people. We're calling it Firecracker City. And uh, this, this city is in western China. We're going to be there for two weeks, about, and we're just going to be witnessing to Chinese people there one-on-one. -on -one. We're going to meet some Chinese Christians, meet some American workers, and we're just going to believe that God's going to do something there. I plan to go back to this city in the, as, in the near future, I hope, and um, I want us to go there and pray for it. And I believe that God wants to use some people here to... Bless this city and pray for it so that we can, so that the Lord can 
bless the work that I do there in the future and the, the work that he's already doing there. So I just want to pray for you guys. Um, oh, I, I left out some things. Um, the trip is $2,200, you know, whether that's from your own savings or you can, uh, you can write letters to people to let them know that you're going and they might want to help you to go on, the, on this trip. And if you want to know about how to do that, I can show you a little bit about that, show you how to do that. Um, but I, wanna, I just want to pray for you, and I just want everyone to be quiet. For cause I, have, I have so, much, so many things I wanted to say and share with you, but I'm just going to ask you guys to be quiet for a few minutes, not a few minutes, but just a, a moment, and um, just ask you to listen and to ask the Holy Spirit if he would have you to go. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or anything like that, but I just want you to make your heart quiet before the Lord and just honestly ask, ask him. Because I know when the Lord um, told me to go to China, it was because I was really quiet and I had nothing, to do, nothing else to do. And so I asked the Lord, what do you want me to do? And um, I, I just want you to be quiet and ask him if he would have you to go. And um, if he would, then I want you to talk to me later. Or I'll, I'll have a sheet out in the back where you can sign up for more information. You might not be sure. Maybe the Lord might not tell you right now. You might not be sure, but if you're curious, I have some more information to give you, and I'd like to get your email address so we can be in touch with you as, as more plans for the, more details for the trip start to take form. So if everyone would just uh, close their eyes. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would show those who would you, you would like to use to bless this country um, to okay lord i I just pray that um you would show those that you would like to go to china china um, that this is if this is your will for them, Lord, and that you would give them the courage and the confidence to take the first step and to and to find out more about the trip and to sign up for the trip, Lord. Woman 我们都要听你的话。Somebody was getting uh, some orders from the commander of the army that they signed up for. So if, if that man, that commander was speaking to you while she was praying, Remember what Jim said.
I didn't understand her. I thought she was saying, uh, meet me at Lotus after church and I'll buy your lunch. But, uh, I need a, uh, I need a raise of hands. I need you to hold them up so that I can watch, um, so that I can count them, okay? But how many in this church play, and I don't mean play well, I just mean play golf? Would you raise your hand? I, I need to count them. Raise, raise them really up high because I really do need to get an accurate count. We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. We've got about 19, 19, 20 people that play golf. The reason I'm asking this question is, you know how like a lot of times the Lord will call, put something on someone's heart that are totally unqualified to do something so that it can really be of Him? Well, the Lord put it on my heart to do an annual charity golf tournament for his heart missions. And I honestly know nothing about golf. I played once in my entire life when, uh, you know, 20 years ago. But the Lord put John Crowley on my heart and he, uh, also put, um, Jackie Rummage. And with them and others, I really feel like this is something the Lord's called us to do. And so, by another raise of hands, just because we need to know, because there's a couple of ways to do this, we need to know what kind of a participation we'll have from our church before we can go out to others. How many, by the same real high and real long raise of hands, would be interested in participating in a charity golf tournament for His Heart Missions sometime soon? Just raise your hands real. So, so just about just about everybody that, that says they play. Whether it be marathon or... or who would be interested in participating in a marathon where you play 100 holes in a day? By a raise of hands. Would that be more exciting to you than, than something different? <laughs> You'd have to be on a cart. <laughs> and oxygen. <laughs> no, but seriously, who would be interested in doing that kind of a tournament? Raise your hand so we can see. Okay. Okay. All right, that's all that I needed. Thank you. A hundred holes, good Lord. A few additional announcements. Uh, Bonnie Linker's making her way forward. She's got one about the ladies' spring retreat coming up. If you'd also look at your bullets in here tonight, those involved in the ministry team, we got a meeting tonight at 7 here at the church. Also like to invite everyone this Thursday night, Mooresville Christian Academy is going to have our first science fair here at the church. So, yeah, so please come and check out all the, the presentations that the kids have worked hard on. Um, in addition to that, this Friday night, there's going to be a special praise and worship. I was really blessed by what Christina shared. <clears throat> so, you know, we were blessed that she's been in our church uh, while she's home uh, away from home. Eventually, she'll go back to China, I'm sure. Um, you know, I don't want to say permanently, but you know how missionaries do. They go sometimes and stay places. And So we're blessed to have missionaries in our church, aren't we? And uh, I believe the Lord will bring us other missionaries that will come. You know, Tim and Paula, you know, Jim. You know, of course, Jim's an in-and-out kind of guy. So all this stuff is really the Lord... It's really important that we put emphasis on this and keep our minds on reaching out and, and the Great Commission. Because if we, when we stop doing that, let's just let's close the doors and go home, go do something else. Because the Great Commission is exactly that. It's a, it's a commission. It's an order from the Lord. And we need to you know, figure out how we do it. I really felt like this morning, here's what we're going to do. 20 minutes, and we're going to be going home. Now, if, if we want to dismiss the children, 
you can, but you're going to be going to be through at 12:30, okay? So it's up to what y'all want to do on that. Alrighty, you want to do it? She needs them. So children, go to Denise. Uh, I got a, a short message this morning. Actually, it's one point, one point out of my message, but it's really something that God has really put on my heart that I want to say to you. I think the Lord really wants to speak it to people. Okay? So, but before I do that, I wanted to get Nate and uh, Leo to come back up. I want to receive an offering this morning for the building fund. Okay? I, haven't, I know last month in January we just wore you out taking up special offerings. And uh, we took up three. But they were all for stuff outside the church, so they weren't, we didn't take up any special offering in, in January for the church. But we are taking up a special offering right this minute for the building fund. So if you would like to make a donation of cash, check, money order, credit card, just leave your credit card in there and I'll take it and deal with it. <laughs> to get, it'll go towards the building fund, which we will give it, be giving you more information about. You know, we're going to do a better, de- a better job on our building fund uh, program in the church. I'm not really good at that kind of stuff, and that's why we haven't done a good job on it. So we got some couple guys that are working on that who will do us an excellent job. But just asking you, if you can make an offering, that would be great. Uh, if you can't, you can offer prayer that the Lord will give us wisdom. We've got some things we're going to share with you we believe God wants us to do. I'm not prepared to do that this morning. But anyways, Lord bless the building fund. Go ahead. <laughs> um, here's what I want to talk to you about. Open your Bible to, to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Someone, God wants to help some people understand where they're at. Okay? Um, One of the things that you will find, and this is the truth, and you can't confess yourself out of this. A lot of people try to confess their way out of this one. Is that the Holy Spirit will lead you into difficulty. Okay, he will flat. If you are going to be led by the Holy Spirit, you're going to walk into some messes. Jesus said it like this: In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart; I have overcome the world. Or be cheerful. Okay, that's what Jesus said. Paul said, uh, "This momentary affliction—that's what he called it—a momentary affliction." Um, Paul also told the people in in Thessalonica that he wanted to come to them, but he was hindered by Satan many times. That's what Paul said. He was hindered by Satan. So the point is, is you can't confess your way out of trouble. Okay? You can't say to me, you can't say to the people in the Bible that trouble doesn't come Christians' ways. In fact, my, what I want to say to you is God Almighty, if you are really going to follow Him, He is going to take you into trouble. He's going to lead you into trouble. If you are following the Holy Spirit, if you are being led by God, you are going to be led into the midst of trouble. That's a fact of the Bible. Read it. Now, here's the reason it's a fact. Because the devil is not going to sit back and watch you head towards the perfect will of God or head towards doing what God's called you to do and do nothing. You hear what I'm saying to you? You hear me? He, that's why Paul said he wanted to, he told the people in Thessalonica, I wanted to come to you many times, but Satan hindered me. Satan hindered me. 
Satan is, is going, there's going to be disappointment, there's going to be failure, there's going to be delay. There's going to be difficulties coming in your life because of you following Jesus Christ. Because the Holy Spirit's going to lead you into it. Now, um, I told you a while back about this, this uh, guy, Bill Johnson, who talked about, he had this message called The Perfect Storm. He talked about two storms um, in the Scripture. Remember that? There's two storms. One was caused by God, one was caused by devil. And uh, maybe I didn't, because y'all were sort of looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways, which storm would you like to be in? Would you, who, wants to be in this is it. who wants to be in the storm caused by God? Raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. You just gave me the wrong answer. I suckered you. You do not want to be in the storm caused by God. That's the storm in the book of Jonah. The book of Jonah is this. God told Jonah, go to Ninevite and preach the gospel to them. God said, you know how bad those people are? I'm getting on a boat and heading the other way. Guess what God did? He caused a storm. Guess what Jonah had to do to stop the storm? He had to get tossed over the ship into the, into the uh, ocean. That was... That's, you don't want to be in that storm. 